What do you want a daughter? What do you want a daughter? I have no idea what a daughter. We could switch to progress it all. Oh yeah. We could switch to progress on za. Okay. We could za and have to buy some za. Oh yeah. Let's switch to progress it all and get some za with the money we saw. Yeah. Now we know we're gonna da da da. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da da da. Quote da da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. HD Smartcast. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. This is part two of my conversation with Janvi Mishra. author of the punished stories of death row prisoners in india so how did you choose these particular transcripts to work with i mean you you said you've gone through many what what struck you about these particular stories i kind of chose interviews and cases cases that would kind of represent rep- represent a wide range hmm um yeah that was my basic that was a uh, purely an authorial decision to kind of make sure that the stories are not uh, same saying the same thing all of them uh, just mm-hmm. wanted to kind of present a wider range of people on death row mm-hmm. yeah okay and i found the story of the of the chamber dacoit also really yeah uh, the woman Yes, yes. <laughs> and her coming to spirituality and you know yes, things like that. It, that was a difficult story. I think it was um um it, it was very poetic I thought that uh, mm-hmm. she uh, would write ram in every time she kind of thought of a bad thought she write ram on her in her notebook. Um Yeah it was an interesting story it had many dimensions and the geeta seems to appear a lot i mean a lot of these prisoners you know talking about detachment and which i found kind of surprising did you because i i i think uh, i think that that is quite natural uh, to me it seems natural that they kind of um, move towards something uh, spiritual something that would kind of uh, um spiritually exonerate them from what they had done or what they've been accused of doing um mm. yeah but y- yes that's true in 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 quite a few cases not all but quite a few mm. cases they do turn to religion they have so mm. much i guess uh, you also have so much time in prison <laughs> um mm. So yeah I think that kind of meditation and devotion is is a large part of uh, quite a few prisoners I think their lives It's kind of surprising when you read of this woman who's um, allegedly committed this horrible crime like killing a child for yes. tantric reasons and then she's like you know she's thinking about the Gita <laughs> you know what I yes. mean <laughs> Yeah okay. Yeah a lot of times uh, a lot of times I mean there is no justifying the crimes they committed the, 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 yes. the, the book in in no way is trying to justify any kind That's true it doesn't yeah mm. but but yeah but in a, in a lot of cases in a lot of cases um the prisoners also feel quite trapped you know i feel like mm. the the jumble decor you mentioned somebody who was kidnapped at a very young age and had yes. to, had to find ways to survive and and that kind mm. of violence was part of her uh you know she had to 
be part of that kind of violence to be able to survive. Um, mm. So, yeah, I mean, uh, not justifying anything, of course, but a lot of times yeah. people do get trapped in that, you know, malaise of systemic poverty. <laughs> I can imagine that, you know, somebody who's listening to this conversation, I mean, you know, would start trolling us for uh, <laughs> for for exactly this, you know. Yeah. And so what do you say to people who say things like, oh, but, you know, they are criminals and they're yeah. fired and need to be thrown away and, you know, locked yeah. up, killed. You know, there are people who think like that. And yes. a vast majority of people think like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I would say that it is natural to be angry. I would say that it is natural to kind of want that kind of revenge. But we have to move past that if we really want to, um, you know, have, you know, to progress as society, to to kind of uh, address these kinds of crimes. I think it is very important to engage with these stories. However, I'm, I mean, presenting the perspective, all this book is doing is presenting the perspective of the accused. There is yes. no, there is no, there is... There is no diminishing of what the victims went through. I don't yes. think it's mutually exclusive. You can both, mm-hmm. you know, um, sympathize um, with the victims, but also be willing to hear out the accused. I think that's mm-hmm. very important, actually. So of these, which was the most difficult story you found, you know, when you were writing and the writing of it? The first story comes to mind, which is um, um, Confessions of a Father. Uh, that mm. comes to mind because um, um, I think, yeah, w- what families go through comes across there. And uh, mm. uh, this kind of poverty as, as as a malaise, as I said, that gets passed on from parent to child, um, mm. uh, that comes across there. Then uh, um, uh, whatever happened to Sadhana was very disturbing for me. Um, mm. That is why I kind mm. of come to Sadhana through these various perspectives who then point to this absence, who is Sadhana uh, in the middle. Mm. Um, and, uh, and and the story on which the book is named, The Punished, is very mm. uh, was very difficult for me as well because of, as I had said earlier, the brokenness of the man, broken not just um, physically but mentally and uh, and spiritually. And that is... Um, the case with quite a few prisoners as well, um, but his stood out because of be, because of I mean how deeply broken he was. He couldn't even utter full sentences. I think that was <laughs> I, I think that was very poetic as well, but uh, um, very disturbing. I mean, we know the torture is widespread in the prisons, you know, the prison yeah. system in India. Yeah, but this hmm, out. So yeah, I'm glad, but. Um, yeah, these are things that are difficult to talk about, actually, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, a lot of prisoners felt uh, very traumatized by the way they were treated by um, by people in charge. Yeah, in the writing, it's very powerful writing, but also one is thinking about, you know, how our society functions. Yeah. You know, the bloodlust from people like us, uh, you, know, you know, meaning the people who are people who are not involved in the crime but watching what's happening on media and also uh, you know what it brings out about the legal system yes about the helplessness of of people who are poor and uneducated yeah and you know yes and mental health and torture these are the things that really stood out for me yeah so, 
yeah, these things were difficult to write about, but I hope um, it was eye-opening for me and I hope it will be for the reader as well. Um, um, I hope the reader will be able to kind of open themselves up to these experiences that are completely um, remote uh, to what they have seen in life. Um, mm. Yeah, that would, if, if, if the book achieves that, that would be great. Uh, that is the first step. <laughs> yeah. How did you come to this? Uh, Project 39A approach you? I mean, what? How, how did you come to write this book? Yeah, they kind of, um, they read my work and liked okay. it and wanted me to write the stories. Um, so I was, I was only too happy <laughs> to contribute to this. <laughs> I think it's a great cause. You were looking for somebody who could write, you know, yes. I mean, write these stories, write these into stories that were more accessible, I suppose, because a whole wad of, I mean, transcripts would get nowhere. Exactly. I mean, transcripts are, some are legible, some are not. Uh, one doesn't, um, yeah, they, and, and they did the death penalty in your report, which is very illuminating, actually. Uh, hmm. But but it is um, it is um, research work. Not everybody wants to pick it up. Um, yes. The hope the hope with this book is that people will uh, pick it up, will get, will engage with these stories. Um, also hmm. also a lot of that kind of academic work um, or uh, research work um, hmm. doesn't always bring out the complexity of these stories. That's true. Or has a limited uh, readership for sure. I mean, yeah, know. it has a, li- a, a, a limited readership, but also, I mean, the co- stories are really potent um, vessels in that way because they, um, they 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 can bring out complexity in a way that um, arguments and abstractions um, cannot. So yes. I hope that the book has been able to achieve that. Hmm. So now about the illustrations, did you have, I mean, did you kind of speak with the illustrator and say, okay, or what, how did that go? Yeah, I had, um, I was in a constant touch with the illustrator, Aparajita Ninan. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. And um, uh, yeah, I was in touch with her. We were kind of, um, she, um, she wanted to know what kind of things she'd like. Uh, uh, she she should uh, bring out in the illustration. Mm. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of to and fro, and I think it looks quite nice actually <laughs> in the end. Yeah, yeah, she's managed to. She's kind of like um, she adds to the stories with yeah. her illustrations. I thought. Yeah, yeah definitely. And how long did it take you to do this? Um, the, this actually, I I began working on it. I think in two thousand. 2018 so <laughs> it has taken a while okay. and uh, yeah because they were kind of my my research had two stages to it um not just the interviews but also media reports to kind of get an mm. outsider's perspective on on the um, um convicts um it, it was it, it it took some time um but it was all worth it <laughs> Okay, so in your note, you say, I would urge the media to extend sensitivity towards both the victim and the accused when reporting a difficult crime. Yeah. Now, I think this is like so necessary, but it's often flouted, right? Exactly. But, um, a so, lot of, um, yeah, you're right. A lot of uh, prisoners um, uh, expressed uh, um, um, deep despair uh, with the way they had been portrayed by the media, simply because they felt uh, that they had no way out now. Everybody had made up their minds. Uh, mm. So whether they had actually committed the crimes or not, they had no power to dispute anything mm. anybody was saying. 
Um, mm. So that is very, very important. I mean, of course, we need to be very mindful of the victims, but we should mm. not forget that the accused uh, require due process as well. And they need mm. to, media need, and media is, is, is uh, so powerful. It has so much responsibility to make sure mm. that uh, people are not, uh, you know, people are not swayed and their, their, their perceptions aren't distorted. Hmm. You know, and you also mentioned the problem with English in India is that we yeah. can neither do with it nor without it, and this yeah. really comes. I mean, I don't know. It just struck me. I really thought that you know, in the lower courts, yeah. in in various states, it would be the local language. We're still using English. We're still using English. Um, yeah, in a lot of cases, yes. The uh, the prisoners feel like they they couldn't understand a word of what was going on with that case uh, which is uh, absolutely tragic um but also uh, the, the the fact that the book is written in english was also kind of um 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 an interesting thing for me simply because english is such a difficult thing in the lives of a lot of prisoners um yes. but the, the thing is if the book was in any other language um um not everybody would have understood it it wasn't about uh, targeting a particular milieu, but really just to make sure that the book is accessible to as many people as possible. Hmm. Also, of course, I mean, the fact is that, you know, English puts you uh, access to English. I mean, and if you write in English, especially about something like this, yeah, uh, it has more impact within a certain uh, uh, set of people who can actually make a difference, exactly. I suppose. I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, um, yeah, I think that is one of the major reasons that it was in English as well. The fact that people in charge generally do know the language and have the power to maybe do something about it. Okay. And I can imagine that while you were writing it, you there might, must have been points when, you know, you felt revulsion. Yeah. Um, very often I felt revulsion because of the because of the nature of the crimes. It was uh, mm. it was very difficult to um, um, to actually um, access uh, their mental space because um, mm. uh, yeah, uh, as a writer I was kind of uh, I, I needed to um, put myself in a way in their shoes, and that was not that mm. was not easy at all. But um, as I said, I mean it's it's a very important thing to do in in to kind of yeah to kind of remind oneself of um, our commonalities as human beings. That's that's very important. That's what I try to do in writing this book, and I hope the reader in reading the book would be able to do that too. Hmm. Yeah, it was it was um, a dark place to go into. Um, but yeah, I have emerged the other side. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for talking to me. Oh, it and... was a pleasure. Thank you very much. And for the listeners, everybody go out and get the punished stories of death row prisoners in India by Janvi Mishra. I mean, it's not uh, it's not happy reading, but I would think that it's really necessary reading. Uh, you know, um, given how we go into frequent paroxysms of outrage and righteousness about many cases so uh, you know perhaps this will make you think more thank you so much janvi thank you manjula it was a pleasure thanks very much bye bye
This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.